Women Taking the Lead, Episode 80. If I let the fear of taking risks stop me, then I haven't gained anything. So I haven't learned anything. I haven't experienced anything. So I can't let that fear stop me. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to get the solutions to your top five leadership challenges. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Emmy Kirshner, who helps successful, joy-driven executives and entrepreneurs take the leap into the healthy lifestyle they desire. As a board-certified holistic health coach, she unlocks the why that keeps them stuck in stress-filled lives and unhealthy eating habits. Emmy's compassionate, innovative, and fun approach to coaching will harness your inner energy and transform your life. Emmy, that's awesome. And that's just a little intro for everyone. So tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Thank you. First of all, let me say thank you for having me. And it is really a pleasure to be speaking with you. And humble beginnings. It all began a long time ago in a land far away. Um, Really, my first wake-up call to healthy eating and really the backstory of how I became a health coach um, started with my son, who is now 16, And at the time, he was about a year old, and uh, he was having digestive problems. And we had taken him to all these doctors and had had multiple tests, and really nobody could figure out what was happening. And we were living um, outside of Boston at the time, and we were taking him to Children's Hospital. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, great doctors. And the last um, pediatric gastroenterologist said, well, give him some more olive oil because we don't know what's wrong and that will at least keep him from losing weight and kind of, you know, sent me on my way. And I was like, well, there's got to be something, you know, my kid can't not digest food for forever. So I started reading everything I could get my hands on, Um, you know, the ingredient labels, um, nutrition books. And it was one of those times when like everything kind of, you know, comes out at once where I have like these seventh generation commercials in the background on the radio playing like 24 hours a day. And Michael Pollan had come out with Omnivore Dilemma and Fast Food Nation. So I was really having this huge wake up call to what our food system was like. And I was really shocked. So that was, that's kind of how I started with where I'm at now. And uh, as my intro says, I um, essentially work with entrepreneurs who are ready to make that leap into a healthy lifestyle. They're tired of dieting. They're tired of being stressed out or overwhelmed. And they've, they've you know, tried losing weight or getting healthy more than once. So I work with them to make it a permanent uh, lifestyle that works for them. Mm, and I can imagine, you know, these busy executives, busy entrepreneurs, so appreciative to have somebody <laughs> helping them make the right choices. Because, you know, I don't meet one person who who says, you know, I don't care about being healthy. I really don't. Nobody says that. You know, everyone says, well, I'd like to be healthy, but I don't have the time. I don't, you know, have the means, blah, 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 blah. You know, there's always, you know, a lot of reasons and some of them are, are very valid. Like you, your clients, I'm sure, have very valid reasons why it's difficult. Absolutely. But it's hard when you're running a business and you've got kids and, you know, some of my clients are traveling all over the place. It's more challenging. So I take all of that out and I make it easy for them. 
Oh, God bless. <laughs> I like to say to certain people, you're doing God's work. <laughs> you are doing God's work. Yeah. Oh. Well, I get to see such transformation, not only in them eating healthier, but how they feel, how they feel about themselves, and then how they interact you know, in their business. And I really see a huge trickle down effect in their businesses as well. Oh, for sure. I was just talking about this with another guest earlier about how, you know, if you're, you know, getting healthy, like if like for me, if I'm working on my health and wellness goals and I'm doing well in that area, that goes across the board. I then function better in my business. It's easier to connect with people to make a difference for them. My finances just tend to get better. It's just this overall intention of getting healthy across the board and it ripples. Yes. It does. And it's, it's a lot of fun for me to see because it, sometimes things show up the way I wasn't expecting. Um, but it's always very positive. I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, clearly you've had success, you know, in doing what you're doing right now. You are knocking it out of the park and you've definitely gained confidence, uh, you know, and I think back like to where you were at the time when you were researching with your, you know, um, trying to help your son and just doing a lot of research with that. Yeah. You know, you probably felt like an incredible newbie. Right. And everything was just shocking and eye opening. And those those days are gone. Not to say that you're not learning more, but you definitely, you know, you you've got uh, a lot of knowledge and expertise and experience on your side but take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time share with us the story and the lessons you've learned oh sure uh, and it was funny because I was just thinking about this the other day and it was when I first I got my first job real job out of college um, I graduated in 1993 uh, from Roger Williams University and um, had had a bunch of temporary jobs and everything and um, had moved back to New Hampshire and um, was working with a placement company um, to find something. And I ended up finding something on my own. And I took it right away without negotiating the salary. And at like a day later, the placement company um, called me and said, hey, this one, that, this job that you had interviewed for, they want you and they're offering, you know, blah. And I was like, oh, well, I just took this. And I, like, I, it, I was so close to, all right, check box, you know, got job moving on. I didn't think about my value at all as far as what I was offering and what I was bringing to the table in either position. And I look back at it now and I'm like, you silly, you should have gone back and one, renegotiated or two, been open to, you know, going down the path of, well, what does the second job look like? Um, mm. you know, not only from, Hey, more money would have been great, but also just from the standpoint of, you know, where am I going to be able to do the most good? Because essentially anything that I've ever done, it's all about for me, adding value and, you know, creating more in a positive way and doing things really well. And I didn't look at that, oppor- that second opportunity as closely as I should have. You know, and I think a lot of us get in that mindset of we're just trying to check a box off, right? Or we're coming from a place of lack or, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not really thinking about what we bring to the table. And I really wasn't conscious or maybe mindful is a better word. Um, At that time, I mean, I was in my early 20s. I wasn't mindful about what I wanted. It was just, well, get job. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a career. I mean, I... 
I kind of had an idea career wise, but I wasn't thinking through, you know, even more long term or what what skill set would be you know, good for me to develop or what I was offering. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember being in a job where um, it it's it's like a manager's worst nightmare, like a document that had everybody's salaries on it, mm-hmm. like got out and somebody had it. Right. And I wasn't sure who, um, but it was like a company wide thing. Well, a couple of people on my team who I hadn't hired um, saw it and became very disgruntled about how much they were making compared to other people. And I remember, you know, having a, a one-to-one meeting, like, right, pulling them into a conference room. What's going on? What, what is the attitude change? Uh, like, fill me in. And that's when I found out there was this document out there and this is what they saw and they knew that we're, they weren't making as much money as somebody else. Right. And what came out of it was the people who made, were making more, they were offered the same, everyone was offered the same salary. The people who were making more negotiated right. during the interview process. Right. Um, and the people who didn't negotiate were really upset. Uh-huh. And of course, as a manager, you never like salaries are meant to be confidential. You're not supposed to know. But, you know, it was a good opportunity to even for myself and for them to be like, when are we not negotiating? When are we just accepting what's offered and saying yes? Because you can always ask. Right. You know, somebody somebody can say no, but you can always ask. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that I do now all the time. And I'll, I mean, I'll throw it out there even, you know, if I'm not even, well, like if I'm buying clothes and there's a sale, I'm like, well, can I get the discount on this too? And sometimes I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it is, I think, you know, we were talking about this earlier, it, it just ask. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. Like you're already at no, so you might get the yes. Right. I've done the, this coupon expired. Can I use it? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they say yes. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yay. <laughs> That's so great. All right. I mean, now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. Sure. Uh I think my biggest wake up call was when I decided to get divorced. And, um, you know, for me, it was coming to terms with, I have to do things for me that are good for me. And, and that even though I'd made this commitment, which I totally believed in, um, and I did not want to let go of, it wasn't working. And and I'm not, I don't want to say anything negative against my ex-husband. He's a great guy. He's been a good dad. So it's, it's not, that it's it's more of realizing that for me to be who I needed to be and for what was best for me and what was best for my kids and what I wanted to teach them we couldn't stay together and we had been in um, marriage counseling for over a year and the ultimate wake-up call for me there was when the counselor said you know I've been seeing you guys for a really long time and really made no progress. So you either need to start living this way together and accept it or get divorced. And I was like, Oh, um, but without making that decision, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. If it took a lot of, I think personal work and a lot of change and moving through an enormous amount of fear about what was next, because I was, I was working part-time catering and some personal chefing. Um, but I didn't have that full career at that point. You know, this was 10 years ago. 
and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I didn't know how the bills were going to get paid. And I didn't know, you know, what was going to happen to my kids or where I would live or anything else. There was a lot of turmoil. And I just knew through every deep, dark moment that on the other side of it, everything was going to be great. And what changed for you, you know, through that process? It was really, uh, I guess, developing a deep understanding of who I am, um, what I wanted, what I wanted to contribute to the world, and how I wanted to lead my kids. You know, for me, it was, um, it was really about, you know, this is what my, I want to be able to give my kids. I'm their guide, their leader. And uh, it, it really started a whole different conversation uh, for me with them. And, and we have kind of an open relationship. So it's, I think I parent a little bit differently because I give them a lot of independence um, to make their decisions with guidance. And how has that impacted you as a business owner? As a business owner, it's, um, I kind of run my business the way I parent. So for instance, with my team members, you know, I, everybody makes mistakes. So I, I try to ha- turn that into a growth moment and a guidance place. Um, but it's also helped me as a business owner because with every step, with everything that I, you know, have learned, have yet to learn and think that I know really well, um, I'm very intentional with it. Yeah. It sounds like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, coming out of your divorce, there's, there's a theme of, um, independence and intention that you've brought to everything in your life. Yes. And, and some days, you know, better than others, like everybody else too. I mean, I don't, I wasn't like, (laughs) you know, I wish I had that "Ah!" moment and everything is glorious, but it's the truth. And it was happily ever after. Right. right. (laughs) You know, Um, it's really given me the courage to try new things and to not be afraid. You know, somebody, um, a friend of mine told me, uh, he's a financial advisor and he's like, yeah, you're always on that, like, you know, nine to 10 risk tolerance level for everything. And I'm like, I am because I want to try new things. Mm-hmm. And if I let the fear of taking risks stop me, then I haven't gained anything. So, you know, I, I haven't learned anything. I haven't experienced anything. So I can't let that fear stop me. Mm, that's inspiring. And Emmy, what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead. Right. Because we all have different, a different strong suit, Mm -hmm. different preferences, different ways of doing things. We're all going to lead a little bit differently. So, Emmy, how would you describe your leadership style? I would say um, it's definitely I want to be a mentor. I want to be a teacher and I want to be somebody who is uplifting um, everyone who is around me. So. Um, whether it's my team members or if it's, um, you know, somebody right out of college, uh, or somebody who's just starting a business, I will always take the time to chat with them and help them, um, you know, take the next step or give them suggestions. Uh, because I think we need more of that in the world. And, um, if everybody's, if everybody's, you know, having some support, then they can do what they need to do on their journey. And I think mm. we all need a little push sometimes. 
Yeah. There's that adaptive parenting style again. Yeah. Showing up. Yeah. Well, and, and I want to connect. So it's, for me, it's about creating those connections. And one way to do that is, you know, to act as that mentor um, mm-hmm. and to, you know, be a guide. Um, so it's how I run my business, as I said, and it's, um, it's how I parent. Perfect. And Emmy, tell us about one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about. I am so excited. Um, I am launching in January. It's a a four-module online video e-course, and it's called French Fries to Foodies. And uh, it stems out of my older guy who had the digestive problems. Um, By the time I had healed his gut and figured out what was working for him, he was became a very picky eater to the point where at four he was eating um, four things and only four things, and he would rotate four, those four things occasionally. Um, and I I got tired of it at one point, you know, just negotiating and the power struggle and bargaining and you know making two different dinners and and anything that any parent can possibly imagine that is frustrating when trying to get your kids to eat anything healthy. And I I decided one day I was done, and I changed everything. So I've created this program. It's called French Fries to Foodies around that and the strategies that I've used and the strategies I've used with my clients um, when I'm working with with families a little bit more too. And it works. Oh, very so cool. it's something that um, will be, you can purchase it on my website and it will have a workbook that um, coincides with the videos so that parents can create a strategy that works for them. And then, and we're going to talk about where to find you, but you know, I'm sure there are some people right now who want to hear about it. So, um, so for those listening and want to do the French fries to foodies, um, online video course, um, it's at emmykirshner.com. And again, that, that you can find that link on women taking the lead if that's hard to spell out too. So that will be easy to find and available for you. All right, Emmy, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us. What is one practice that helps to make you a better leader? Um, I have two. Uh, first of all, is I think it's meditating, centering, and grounding all in one, one bucket. And I am somebody who loves learning, so I am open to um, new ways of doing things, new techniques, you know, new systems. Um, all the time because I think there's something to gain from that and to gain from, you know, learning from other people, even if they're doing something very similar to me. Very cool. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Uh, my favorite book is the Firestar sessions by Danielle Laporte. I am a huge fan of hers. And she, um, in that book talks about, how to start a business from a creative standpoint and getting out of your own way and, you know, setting money goals and in a a way that's very creative that allows you to be the person that you are and not conform to, you know, some, I guess, rigidity of what we may think, you know, business has to look like or a way that it has to be done. And is she mostly for business owners or does she appeal to a bigger crowd? She is not. I, she's mostly for women. Okay. Um, and she also has the desire map, which is a great way of looking at how you want to lead your life. Um, 
so she's inspiring, smart, um, just amazing woman to follow. Very cool. I've heard of her, um, but I wasn't clear on like her entire program. I've heard of the Firestarter series and the Desire Map, but not enough to be um, articulate or knowing about her. So that's good to get some more information on her. She is the one person that I have followed, I think, for probably four years. And I tend to, you know, I'll follow somebody for a little bit and then drop off and maybe come back. But I've consistently followed her, read her stuff, um, I have the desire map. I have the fire starter sessions. I, she has a great, um, desire map day planner. So I just ordered that for 2016 and I have the 2013 and 2014 versions, which I've used. Very cool. Okay. So Danielle Laporte for those who are interested. Yes. And if you want to find out more about her, if you go to my website again, I have a link that'll take you to her website as well. Perfect. All right, Emmy, what advice would you give your younger self? Just do it. (laughs) Steal Nike's uh, logo. (laughs) Stop thinking about it. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, um, I, you know, I'm a Taurus. I think about everything a lot. So yeah, just do it. um, Yeah. When we have good intentions, it's all going to work out. Right. You'll figure it out along the way. Yeah. Just get started. I mm-hmm. remember I, I almost started a restaurant and I um, was pitching banks at the time. And the the first bank I had this, you know, I didn't realize, but a really good, you know, business, solid business plan that I'd spent forever on and, you know, detail to the nth degree. And I'm having, you know, this like mini panic attack the night before I'm supposed to pitch to the first bank because I had never done it before. And I'm, I like, I had a couple of people who were helping me with it. I'm like, no, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And they're like, you can do it. <laughs> and I did it. And it was, it was scary, but it went really well. And from that aspect, you know, I was a go. I love that. And, you know, this, this follows the same theme of just ask, right? right? They can say no, just ask, just do it. You know, you can fail, you can figure it out. You can overcome mistakes. That's Perfect. Staying consistent with the theme. Yes. It was interesting. I was at the Pennsylvania Women's Conference last Thursday, and we were listening to John Jacobs speak, and he's the co, I think he's the co-owner of Life is Good. And um, one of his things was, there really isn't any failure. It's what you get out of it. So there's success and then what you learn. Mm. And I think that's a great way of reframing it and turning it into the positive. Yeah, he's great. He's he was one of the keynote speakers for the Massachusetts Conference for Women last year. Okay. So last December right. and yeah, he really carries that message of, you know, just go ahead and try. You know, and if if it doesn't go according to plan, well then you've got information. Right. And you can do it again. You can tweak and keep going. Yeah, love love that brand and their their um message that they're getting out there. So do I. Which is a great segue because I would like for you to share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Okay. Um, I have two again. Um, I say, and I think unconsciously because my clients have called me on it, but I say it's all good pretty regularly. And I, I got that back from my catering days when 
Um, things don't go according to plan ever. <laughs> At some point, I will write a business book that's you know everything that I needed to know about business I learned in catering, and it is all good because you just go you know from plan A to plan B and sometimes plan C or D, but you can make everything work out. And I you know I think when you know life throws us you know chaos on occasion, and it's all we're going to get through it. It's all going to be good. And my other one is um, is the point of life is happiness, and that's from the Dalai Lama. And for me, that's something that I use to just keep myself centered in what I'm doing because I don't want to do things that don't make me happy. Mm. And I mean that that's just a great. I just want to leave it right there. Perfect. So, lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Oh, I'm everywhere. Um, my website is emmykirshner.com, and it's E-M-I-K-I-R-S-C-H-N-E-R.com. And I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, um, Pinterest, Google+. Plus. I think I, think I covered them all. <laughs> Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> I look, I'm looking at your list. I'm like, yep, six. I was say, there's the, you have all the links, so we'll get those posted out. Yeah. And yep, and I'll be connecting with you there right. as and well. There's a contact form on my website. Um, so if you want to email me and send me a note, I answer all of my emails personally. So I please invite you to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for you listening, you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. And Emmy, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. You are so welcome. As I said, it was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.